Hi, this is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamformradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Please hang a moon up and tune up the cellos for here come the dreamers. Their trumpets, butter the crumpets, and garnish the cellos. Let us get to it and do it upright. Welcome the dreamers with all of our Welcome to Dream Farm Radio. My name is Julie Lavender, and I'm sitting here in my family's lovely historic home overlooking the rolling New England fields of Dream Farm. I'm inviting you to drive down the country road of your imagination to join us right here in our barn with its soaring posts and beams and its panoramic view of the countryside. We'll unleash fresh jazz synergies as we explore the music and the dreams of our guest artists. So join us, because you never know, we just might touch a few of your dreams along the way. To my guest today, Daniel Bennett and the Daniel Bennett Group. Thank you so much for being back with us again, Daniel. It's great to be here. This is my third time. Third time's a charm. No, this is your fourth now. Oh, fourth time. I know. Thank you, Julie. Time sure flies when you're recording with me. It does. And it you does. know what? My friend, you are my witty, likable, ludicrous friends, according to the New York Times. Witty? Uh, did you say ludicrous? Yes. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, I think that quote, you know, we were, I was mentioning in the, uh, during the set break that, that I play in an improvised musical every week. In New so York. you're not the weekend. only one who's ludicrous is what you're saying. I'm not. There are many of us. I play in a show called Blank the Musical. It's a show that the audience votes and creates a show on their smartphones and the band and the actors create a show on the spot. Uh, and uh, so there you go. More spontaneity. Well, you fit right in because there's nothing about you that's in a box. People who have heard your work before on the show know that you are um, kind of, I guess people struggle to, to find the way to describe you. But I like somebody said that you carry this exploratory folk hy- folk jazz hybrid thing beautifully. Yeah. I think that's... Folk that's, jazz. Yeah, I think that says it. Plus your, um, your love of... Uh, 
taking melodies and syncopations and not being afraid to hang with them for a while and let them kind of move and shape and morph into new things um, and to let the melodies drive what the style of the music needs to be. I like that. It keeps things interesting. And when you have a group of musicians who are willing to go there with you, it's just amazing. It's really fun to do. Well, and, and truly, when people hear the range of your music, they're going to get this comment that Insight Magazine said you were refreshingly capricious and trippy. Mm-hmm. Trippy. 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 I- impish. Impish, yes. yes Le- leprechaunian. Leprechaunian. Oh, I like that. Yes, indeed. Or ludicrousian. Yes. I think so. Wow. Yes, and, and I want people to hear kind of where you were when I met you. Uh, which is why we played a little piece of this um, song from your album, Peace and Stability for Bears, Among Bears, Among Bears, right? That's important that it's Among Bears. Among Bears, yes, yes. Deep and meaningful. Always your titles are. And um, and did you notice my tongue was in my cheek? Well, I said that. (laughs) Firmly planted, yes. (laughs) My tongue. But I love that. I love that. You know, sometimes when I've been around musicians that are just, um, so uh, self-involved um, about the seriousness of everything they're doing, it sort of steals a little bit of the joy of it for me. I don't know if you feel that way. Uh, yeah, sure. I definitely do. And for years, I was in that bubble. I mean, I, went, I, I was a good little jazz robot for many years, Julie. Um, and Ooh, do I, tell. I jumped through... Well, yeah, well, I jumped through all the hoops and I did what my teachers told me to do. And I questioned some things and I, I agreed with some things and I questioned and I found myself questioning more uh, than I did agreeing with the status quo. And I thought to myself, wow, life is short and God has put this music in my heart. Oh, yeah. And I don't, well, you know, and I don't think that it's authentic for me to all of a sudden, um, uh, be a, a, you know, show up, be playing a jazz club at a jam session in three in the morning and not being original or authentic. Now, maybe that is, speaks to certain musicians. Uh, but Julie, I work with a lot of young musicians who feel the same way that I do. Mm-hmm. I teach a lot of musicians mm-hmm. at the New York Jazz Academy uh, here in Times Square. And I feel this sentiment that there's a lot of musicians who would love to break free and do their own thing and not be part of this um, have this sort of these, these handcuffs on that the jazz world will sometimes put on you. So I just let it all go. I don't care what people think. And it's a great feeling when you can let that go. Um, and I'll tell you, we, I, I'll give you an example. I used to play every week in Boston at the Liberty hotel. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did it for five years. The first two years I played jazz standards. Again, I was a good little jazz robot and I said, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. I want to play my own music. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, um, the uh, well, we actually we got paid more when we did original music, believe it or not, because nice. more patrons came in and people reacted to the music. Uh, we sold more CDs. Everything improved when we were authentic. Um, people don't need to hear another version of Stella by Starlight. I'm sorry. Apologies to the straight ahead jazz community. And there are some straight ahead jazz musicians who really do speak to me and that they, that, that is their authentic voice. But I'll tell you what, Julie, that's just not who I am. And I finally woke up one day and said, I will be me. And and that's it. End of story. I don't care if what happens and this is who I am. I love it. 
Well, then I'm just going to throw everybody into this piece, Lost Treasure of Lunta, and let them experience the, Jan- the Daniel I first met, who is breaking out of that box. And then right after that, I want to go straight into another tune that's going to blow some minds. How about I'm Not Nancy? How about we put those two back to back and let people see where you're going? Sounds good. Okay, let's do it.
Well, there you have it, folks. You heard Lost Treasures of Lunta. And then in this latest album, which is We Are the Orchestra, uh, you heard I'm Not Nancy. It's the same guy, but he got out of the jazz box. Tell us, Daniel. Well, you know, the Lost Treasure of Lunta, uh, it's in five, for one thing. Kind of, oh, five, eight. Doom, da-ka-da, doom, da-ka-da. And it, and it flips a lot from two to three, and then three to two, lots of different feels of five. And I found that over time, Julie, I actually had problems getting subs and musicians to really like play the song well. And it was it was tough to play. It's tough, it's tough for me to play it. So I have found some of my songs have evolved into more of a groovy backbeat thing, which is what the, the, the second song is, uh, I'm Not Nancy. So I yeah. do think that over time I got away from the odd meters and got a little bit more into a, of a groove uh, frame of mind. Although the melodies, I think, are still probably very much me. I think what I wrote 10 years ago sounds very much like me. Um, so I don't know if the, the, the melodies have changed a lot, but I do think that the form and the meter has become a little more accessible. When, when you tour a lot, you need to have songs that you can get new people to play yeah. quickly and yeah. learn quickly. So that was part of it. Well, we're going to talk more about this new project, but we're going to take a short break. This is the Daniel Bennett Group, Daniel himself. This is Julie, and you're listening to Dream Farm Radio. This is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back, everyone. My special guest today is Daniel Bennett of the Daniel Bennett Group, and we're exploring his groundbreaking release, We Are the Orchestra, um, which was conceived how, Daniel? Well, it was first conceived after a theater performance uh, at the Whitney Museum in New York City. I music directed and arranged a show called Whitman at the Whitney, and it was the poetry of Walt Whitman with... Uh, yeah, with live music. Um, it was pretty wild. Uh, Jim Furlong at the Hudson Guild produced it, but the show was, uh, we did it at the Whitney Museum with this beautiful uh, American artwork all around us and oh my American flags. It was just a beautiful, yeah, it was a beautiful thing. And it went through all of uh, Whitman's important poetry and the Civil War and all this stuff. 
And the funny thing is Walt Whitman was a huge fan of opera. Um, so Jim Furlong came to me and said, Daniel, can you arrange music, uh, opera excerpts uh, by Verdi, Mozart, some other composers, and but make the music for uh, woodwinds and banjo? <laughs> oh, man. Which is, yeah, so it would still sound a little bit like this Americana, 19th century. Right? Americana, exactly. Although, but the melodies we were playing were strict, were straight up uh, opera themes. So a year later, my producer MP said to me, Daniel, uh, you know, you should take some of the songs from that production and mix it with your own music and see if you can make it all fit and gel into one cohesive sound as a, as an album. Uh, but I originally wanted to, to hire a large group, but she said, why don't you do it with, with Mark Coccio? Mark played with me on the original Who's super multi-instrumentalist. Yeah, Mark plays everything. Mark plays, he's a string guy. He plays guitar, banjo, mandolin, bass. So he did all the string parts and I did all the woodwind parts and we created the sound of a larger of a large group. You played alto sax, tenor sax, flute, piccolo, clarinet, oboe, piano, and percussion. He played yeah. electric guitar, banjo, acoustic guitar, nylon, string guitar, which is why you called yourself We Are the Orchestra. We. <laughs> yes. There's just two of us. I mean, at times it might sound like there's nine or ten musicians. There's just two of us. And it's layered and layered. And we went to the studio and just kept layering until it felt like a large group or large enough. Um, and it, it, it was, it was a brand new thing that I had never done before. Can you like do a live thing with him then? You can't really, right? Because you have. Well, you know, Mark, and, Mark plays with me. I mentioned in the earlier segment that I play every week at the residence in Times Square. Uh, it's, they have a series called Experimental Tuesdays and Mark and I have played that every Tuesday night for about three years, three wow. plus years. We're still doing, still doing it. So that's probably the closest that we get to uh doing this uh it's easier for him he's got a lot of pedals he can loop himself yeah yeah um so yeah it's pretty pretty fun okay so we're gonna explore your opera thing in a minute but uh this is your tune gold star mufflers that i feel like we got to throw in give us a quick window into this tune it's probably my favorite song on the on the record and uh the last instrument that we added was the piano uh, like I said, I don't write my music from the piano. I write my music from the guitar. So when when my producer asked me to play the piano chords, <laughs> it kind of threw me for a loop. Yeah, but yeah. thankfully, we, we pulled it off. But the piano, you'll hear piano in this one. We, we added that at the last minute to kind of give a little extra sound. Okay, well, follow us along, everyone. Out of the box. Here we go. Daniel Bennett in his project We Are Orchestra with Mark Cochejo. And it's, uh, did I say that right? Uh, Cochio, and Cochio. we are the orchestra. The yeah, orchestra. You got it. The no, you orchestra. got it. You're good. Gold Star <laughs> Mufflers. That's the tune.
now for something entirely different, Daniel. I mean, if if people weren't already kind of like, what? (laughs) After the songs we played so far on the Synergy Jazz show, we've just um, thrown red flags all over the field here. But why opera? Apparently you've done some arrangements of opera pieces, I guess because of that show, the Whitman thingy. Yeah. But, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it all came from the show. Uh, Jim Furlong picked the repertoire for the show. And as I mentioned, it's all 19th century opera. Because Whitman and, liked opera. Yeah, so uh, and um, so we picked for the album, we picked two different uh, pieces by Giuseppe Verdi. Um, and uh, they were beautiful melodies, and they were easy to adapt for the instruments. The main thing is I had to go in and just sort of find, uh, you know, transcribe and figure out what chords were happening and a few other things, but they were easy to get to fit into Mm -hmm. what we were doing. Um, I don't, the melodies didn't jump out at me as something I was familiar with, but once I understood they were operatic and I went and heard your music, I thought, Oh, now I can hear, I can hear it just in the, in the way Verity would write a, a melody. You know, so yeah. here we go. Daniel Bennett is going to give you his version of the a theme from uh, Verdi's opera Ernani. And just to make things even more interesting, after that, I, I want to play your tune "Refinancing for Elephants." <laughs> 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 so I'm just preparing everyone. <laughs> We're out of the yeah. box today on Dream Farm Radio. But let's listen to theme from Air Nani by originally by Giuseppe Verde. <laughs>
Well, there you go. You have moved out of those um, seven, eight melodies and five, seven songs and into more of a groovy thing. I like it. Groovy is good. Groovy Verde. Verde Groovy. Groovy Verde, yes. Well, what? why refinancing for elephants? Please set this tune up for us. <laughs> yeah, the next song is probably my favorite song, uh, at least on this record. I don't you know said if it's the my... muffler song was your favorite song. Did I say that? Yes, you did. I can have two favorites. Yes, you hey, can. it's my party. I can have two favorite songs. You can, songs. indeed. <laughs> um, okay, they're equally um, my favorites. Uh, this song, actually, we did on an earlier record. Uh, the song was originally called An Elephant Buys a New Car. If you look that up on iTunes, uh-huh. you'll find a, a similar version of this, but, but, but a lot different in many ways. This version is very, it's repetitive, and it's got some unison instruments. And you'll hear this high piccolo, which we added at the very last minute. Again, my producer wanted that extra little extra icing on the cake. Um, and uh, and you can sing along. I mean, it, it, now this one is in seven. It's in seven, eight, but it doesn't okay. feel uncomfortable. I think it feels good to listen to, hopefully. so. I love seven. There, I got to love seven. Do. I totally do love seven. All right, folks, we're going to hear Daniel Bennett's work with Coke. Say his name. <laughs> ah, Mark Cochio. Cochio. Um, refinancing for elephants.
said, if I want to be Celtic and, and impish and and, uh, and leprechaunian, I can. That's what you said to all those. I did. To the, your professors of jazz at, you know, the conservatory. Yeah. That's what you said. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to go where your heart leads you. And some days it's like, yeah, it's Celtic. It's folk. Other days it's punk rock. Other days it's straight ahead jazz. It's fusion. Isn't that how we are as people, though? We have our different personalities that come out. This is true, but let's talk about that <laughs> in the next segment. Folks, you're listening to Daniel and Bennettness, and I'm Julie, and we're going to be right back with more Dream Farm Radio. This is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Dream Farm Radio, and my guest is Daniel Bennett, who's normally with the Daniel Bennett Group. But in this case, he did a project called We Are the Orchestra with another guy, right? Say his yes. name. Yes, yes. <laughs> another guy named Mark Cochio. Cochio. Mark Cochio. And they're multi-instrumentalists who are the orchestra and who got together over a Walt Whitman stage show where... Oh my gosh, theatrics abounded and became the the jumping off point for this album. Yes? Yeah, it's just two of us on the album. So we jumped off that cliff and we recorded, I think we recorded a total of 15 instruments, uh, something like that. And um, it became We Are the Orchestra. Well, I get the feeling it was kind of like a drinking bet. Hey, can you take um, music that you write and do opera <laughs> oh, things and then mix it together with songs <laughs> like Refinancing for Elephants and like make an album? I bet you can't. Right, right. Hold my beer. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah, went. Pretty much. You went, heck yeah, you don't know me. Very, you don't know me very well, do you? That's right. So you did it. So here's another one of your opera tunes that was actually used in the Walt Whitman um, show. And so we want to hear this. Anything you need to say about it before we hear? 
Uh, it's from a very famous Verdi opera, Il Trovatore, and uh, it's a huge opera. So this is just a very, very small theme that was used in the Walt Whitman production. And uh, it's uh, I, hopefully it speaks for itself. Well, let's let it speak.
of cinematic, Daniel, what you do. Don't you think? Mm. Oh, definitely. There's a, there's a cinematic quality to it. Uh, you can close your eyes and you can visualize uh, th- the, uh, sort of a plot and a theme. I think this album in particular has that kind of um, spirit to it, which is kind of nice. It's a little different than the others. Yeah. I mean, you, you really are letting the themes drive the direction and not the style or the genre. Right. 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 Which is cool. Which brings us to Carl Finds His Way. You know, there's a f- set of very famous children books, book children's book about a dog named Carl. You know that, don't you? Really? I don't know that. Yes, and you're I'm gonna really need... into kids books right now, having two kids under the age of five. But I'm going to have to check that out. Carl's a dog. And Carl, okay. there's my favorite one where Carl gets, he's always getting lost. I think this is one where he's in a, a department store. And there are no words. It's all beautifully painted illustrations about Carl. So when I hear this, I think it's Carl in the Macy's department store in New York City um, finding his way around the store. You'll love it. You have to get it. Um, And this this piece is more in a in a sense has a, a a jazz aesthetic because of the improvisation the the voicings the chords you said atonality for, to me a moment ago are, are you actually playing your solo in a different key than the <laughs> I, I thought um, about that than the than the changes well you know at times so this song probably you know every bar is is almost in its own key really you'll hear it in the in the mel- actually and the melody at the beginning has hey a very, it's like, like me singing along with the jazz quartet I'm in a different in, key every well, bar there you go you fit right in yeah. So um, I'm not nuts. I feel like you you literally are talking in two different languages in in the song in a way. Yeah. And 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 somehow melding that together as as one story. Well, it also helps to have a great producer who was there every step of the way and she was layering the instruments. You'll hear that we double the melody a lot. Okay. This melody is kind of unusual and uh it needed a little bit of backup so to speak so there's a few okay. instruments playing the melody at the beginning and at the end so there's, there's a lot going on it's a very busy song it's trippy let's hear it it is it is trippy carl finds his way <laughs>
I love that, Daniel. That now we're going to take a little bit of a foray into the past when you were on the show a couple of years ago. And I got to write lyrics for Dogs of Our Time. So we're going to step back into that moment. We had a neat little conversation about it. And then we're going to play our collaboration. And I said, Daniel, you know, give me some backstory on the name. Because, you know, <laughs> I'm used to these weird names. You have bears in a covered wagon, stability of bears, peace and bears, and, and <laughs> right. bare naked bears. And, you know, I mean, like all <laughs> right, kinds right. of stuff. And so yep. now it's dogs. And I'm thinking, well, what does that mean? And so... You you gave me I was no help helpful. whatsoever on this. <laughs> Sorry. You're on your own. You're the singer. <laughs> so I had this idea. All you said, well, if you can work dogs into the lyric, I'm thinking, you know, I'm barely a pet owner here, okay? So um, uh, I found out uh, after thinking of a lyric, which is uh, every dog has his day, kept kind of going through my mind. And... Mm. Um, Come to find out, that is a literary illusion that is used over and over and over. And it's started by, the oldest use was like this medieval Dutch scholar, Erasmus. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I feel, you know, kind of highbrow here. Um, wow. I guess he said the saying came from uh, the death of Greek prey playwright Euripides. <laughs> In wow. 405 BC, Euripides was killed by dogs set on him oh. by a rival. And the proverb was first recorded in the first century by the Greek biographer Plutarch, as even a dog gets its revenge. So the mm. idea is that the dogs are like the weak. So even a dog, every dog will have its day, its day to stand, its day to succeed, its its day for revenge. And the most famous, of course, the old bard of Avon um, recorded it in uh, his work. And he says, every dog has its day, let Hercules do what he may. So let's um, hear that lyric on your tune. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. I, I just want to say how, how blessed and thankful I am that we were able to do this together. Who would have thought? I recorded this song probably six or seven years ago, and it's been through so many different you know eras of my band, and now I get to finally hear it with lyrics. It's great. All right. Well, here's one for the dogs of our time. Let the old bard of Avon still have his say.
Dogs of our time have a truth they do convey. The dog will have his day. Let Hercules do what he may. Poets, proverbs, playwrights, saith in an array. The dog eateth have its day. Each dog indeed has his chance to succeed somewhere. Dogs of our time, no losses, heartaches, and crimes. What's the reason and rhyme? Underdogs have a day and a moment to shine. Dogs of dogs of our time. Oh, <laughs> what a fun show! Come on, Daniel. We were all over the map today. You totally are outside the good boy jazz box. Daniel well, Bennett group.com, right? You got it. So good to be here, Julie. Thank good to you. Be with you. Until next time, everybody, it's Dream Farm Radio. When you touch a dream, well, you For photos of the farm, show information, or to learn about becoming a sponsor, visit dreamfarmradio.org, where you can sign up to receive free weekly episodes of our program. Dream Farm Radio is produced by Don Richardson at mlcrecording.com. Thanks for listening. Every dreamer needs someone who touch their dream